Welcome to the Cure for Stupidity podcast, an ongoing exploration of the stupidity in real life, relationships, parenting, and more. All right, welcome back. Uh, We're here for another episode for the Cure for Stupidity podcast. Thanks for tuning in with us. And uh, we have some fun stuff planned for today, apparently, because... (laughs) Eric, put this on the desk, and I don't even know what that means or what that's for. <laughs> so here we go. We're just so, going to see where this goes. So today we're, we're talking about... Oh, bo- by this I meant a pen and paper on the table in yes, front of me. Yes, for the audio only, <laughs> yes. Yeah, for our friends on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and... Anything last, in between. <laughs> all, all the things. Um, yes, we're, we're, I'm going to have a little uh, a demonstration for Jamie, and I didn't tell her about it, so she's a little nervous. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, so, so today we're talking about bias and fundamental attribution error, which are really uh, psychological yeah. things. Um, uh, but we want to kind of break them down because it's very important. So, so bias, oftentimes uh, people think that bias means something that it isn't racism racism yeah and they think that you know if bias equals racism but it it does not those two words are not the same words now bias can lead to racism but bias by itself is not it's a a psychological term and it basically means basically a preference or a systematic error in thinking that can impact our judgments or decisions and when it kind of gets to the judgment... Wait, wait, so I have a lot of errors in my thinking? Are all of those biases? <laughs> um, uh, maybe, if they come from preference, or, or, you know, you hope to see this. So so to, to help illustrate this... Oh, is this with the pen this and papers? Pen and papers. Or, oh, already? already? Right off the bat. So, so go ahead and grab your pen and paper. And if, you, if you're at home, you want to follow along too, go ahead and, go ahead and grab a, a pen and a paper uh, or iPad or whatever. Colored pencil, anything works. Uh, uh, something you can write with and write on. Okay. You ready? Pop quiz. Here we go. All right. Go ahead and sign your name. Jamie is signing her name. It's worth some money right here. So beautifully right there. That was actually really rough. It's a a dimpled background you're working on. That's true. Okay. So tell tell everyone which hand you chose to sign your name with. My right hand. Why did you choose your right hand? Because I'm right-handed. You're right-handed. And so over time, you've developed a preference for signing your name with your right hand. And now, why didn't you choose your left hand? Honestly? Mm-hmm. Because it would look terrible? <laughs> Nobody would be able to read it? What Was it even a choice to you? Did you think Not about, anymore. Yeah. So so think about it. Did you choose... You didn't think to choose your right hand versus your left hand. No. And so that's what bias is. So you have a preference for one over the other, and you're so used to that preference, you don't even see it as a choice anymore. Okay. But you can sign your name with your left hand. So why don't you go ahead and switch hands for me and sign Jeez, it with your please. left hand. We're not going to show anyone the results of it. Probably should. But we will note that it's taking a really long time. <laughs> what? I'm being very tedious. That's worse than my signature. It can still be red, though. Yours can never even be red. (laughs) So, so that's the thing. So, so we can operate outside of our biases or our preferences. It's just awkward and uncomfortable. We're just not used to doing them, and and the brain synapses are just—they don't fire as fast. And so, wait, wait. I love how you put a pencil and a paper in front of you like you were going to participate. That was all a ploy. (laughs) You're like, no, no, no. Don't worry. We're on the same page. Do it. That's funny that you assume that because I actually originally got a pencil and paper for you. But I was like, you know, if you're signing your name, you're probably going to want a pen. And so I kept finding until I got a pen. But you uh, know how I 
keep things in my hands until yeah, I set them until down. You so yeah, them that's, down. that's why I had all that. So Man, you had one in front of you, one in front of me. I thought at least we were doing something together. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh no. Just no, me. And so and so that's that's what bias is, right? So bias is, is the way in which that our brains make sense of the world quickly so we can make decisions. And so you don't even think about the fact that you choose your right hand every time you sign your name because you have that preference. Uh, so, so, so wait, is that a, is that a bias though? Is it an error in my thinking? Yes. The, the error is that you can only sign your name with your right hand or that is the way you sign your name or it has to be done. It doesn't have to be done that way. It can be done another way. Okay. Um, and that's, that's where it comes. And so the, the, the decision that you made was signing with your right hand. I use my right hand to sign okay. based on that bias, that preference. And in that, that plays out all across our lives. And, and I think the, the problem with this, the word bias is people just kind of assume it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, bias equals racism. So I, I'm not racist. So I don't have bias, which mm-hmm. isn't true. Mm-hmm. Like there's infinite number of biases that we have. And so when we, you, you, we recognize these when we go into environments that are different than we're used to and we expect them to be a certain way. And mm-hmm. we're like, why are the stoplights on the sides of the streets yeah. instead of up, uh, you know, in front of the, the street or in the middle of the streets? Mm-hmm. Like we like... Anytime you travel anywhere new, mm-hmm. it, you get that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there's there's one uh, example that I, that I love uh, from the book, and it talks about you know you're you're lost in the wilderness of Oregon, and and you've lost your party and you're camping, and and you haven't seen anyone in three days, and you're sleeping underneath pine trees, and <laughs> and you're hungry and you're thirsty, and you you come up against this fallen log with these big juicy red berries. Do you eat those? Like you're hungry and you're thirsty and you haven't eaten and... Are they strawberries? They're not strawberries. You sure? I'm sure. Ugh. We don't... You don't know what they are. So they can't be strawberries if you know what they are. Well, I'm a pretty picky eater, so... so, so Highly unlikely I'm going to eat anything. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Most people would say no. Absolutely not. Like we don't eat unknown red berries mm-hmm. uh, and that's actually uh, uh, something that's been developed over time as, as we've evolved as animals uh, many animals look at red as a sign of danger like mm-hmm. red food red animals like don't eat those things because they could be poisonous yeah um, and so that is a bias a, a a preference a systematic error in thinking that has impacted our judgments and decisions and so that error keeps us alive mm. right error doesn't always mean bad it's just it's not accurate that's that's what that means and so bias in that sense has really helped us survive as a species okay and so bias by itself isn't bad depends on the scenario but it can lead to bad outcomes uh. right so so if if unchecked our bias can lead us to avoid certain people because they look like that uh you um Hey, how about we name our baby this name? Ooh, no, I knew someone in high school with that. Right? That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's... that never happened. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> right? but that's, that's exactly it. And so we think about how, so, so, so bias plays an outsized role in, in how we think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when we start to talk about, you know, uh, oh, go ahead. You had something. No, I was going to say, going back to the eating, like I have a bias against, Pretty much all food that's green. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents tease you about that a lot. Oh, yeah. All the yeah. time. I've gotten over it a lot with you in mm-hmm. expanding into my green palette. But at the same time, like, there's a number of things from my childhood that mm. 
I there was there was no way that was going inside of my mouth. Like I was yeah. not going to eat it if it was the color green. Period. Point blank. Done. Not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I get a little biased there. Yeah, and now you eat <laughs> salads and cilantro and avocado. Look at all these green foods you eat now. <laughs> yeah, that. But, but that's but that's a thing. It's like people always ask, like, how do we broccoli? Bro- yeah, you love broccoli. <laughs> but it's like, how do we how do we get rid of bias? It's mm-hmm. like we don't get rid of bias. But we acknowledge that it exists and that it can impact how we see the world. Like that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was uh, checking in for a conference. This is probably two years ago, three years ago, and uh, the woman in front of me, she said, "Oh, I'd like to check in for me and for my boss." And the person checking in said, "Okay, what's his name?" Hmm. Her name hmm. is Catherine, right? And but the 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 bias that it shaped how this person mm-hmm. boss equals this. Nurse equals girl, teacher equals girl, right. doctor, male. Right. And so so it's you have to recognize that these things exist and Oh, you have your riddle. Which riddle? The the cops and the they come in, the oh, poker oh, game yes. or something. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. You just told this to the kids this week. Yeah. All right. We wanna do that now? Yeah, go for it. Okay. All I right. just got excited because I remembered your riddle. <laughs> Didn't I solve it and the kids couldn't? You did. That's you why I remember it. it. You solved it really fast. It was kind of annoying <laughs> um, because I wanted to stump you. Okay. All right. So for all of you playing at home. All right. So uh, the police get a phone call, a hot tip about a suspected murderer. And they get the murderer's name and they get the address where he is staying. And uh, his name is John. And I don't know what the address is. That doesn't matter. They give him the address. And so they rush to the house. And they bust open the door, and inside there is a poker game. And at the poker game is a carpenter, a truck driver, a bricklayer, and a firefighter. Without any communication at all, without any name tags, without anything, they immediately walk up to the firefighter and arrest him. How did they know that they got their man? Let's let people think about it for a minute. Mm. Let's let's give them the answer at the end. Oh, at the end of the podcast. At the end of the podcast. Oh, look at you, fancy. <laughs> little teaser. A little, right. little teaser. I see what you're doing. Think, they're not going to listen to anything until we the end. We have to remember to actually give the punchline. Oh, that'd be awful. <laughs> Wait another week. <laughs> Oops, we forgot. Next year, still listening to our podcast, like just last, trying to get the answer. Just, it was last week. I cut the last three minutes off of the podcast. Yeah. Oops. Oops. My bad. Oops. Thank you, McKenna, for, for that to <laughs> us. Um, all right. So so one of the biases that we see uh, a lot that actually plays out a lot for... So wait, real quick. That's a gender bias, right, that we were talking about? About the the boss being yeah, a... Yes. That's a gender that's bias. a gender bias, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Does it matter? Like, are there actual titles for bias or not really? I mean, yes. Okay. But the, the interesting thing about the way that our brains work is that there are so many kind of overlapping theories so the, the the next thing we'll talk about is actually a bias, but it's also, it's like a lot of different things that kind Connect. of are at the same time. So yes, we can put labels on it, mm. um, which if that helps, like it helps you, it helps people, then by all means do so. Uh, but one of the things that we end up doing is we end up judging like, oh, gender bias is bad. And so is gender say, bias sexist or it can lead it can to lead sexism. to sexism right? okay just and like so, racist and racism exactly and, okay so exactly. it can lead to that absolutely got it absolutely okay and so when you think about like so that person checking that person in wasn't intentionally being sexist it was just 
a process to get to someplace quicker. Mm-hmm. And now if it turns into, oh, you can't be the boss because you're the woman or, uh, okay, so when is he going to show up? And then being, uh, making the actions more about suppression, mm. then that's when we start to turn into that. So, so we look at this mistake and know that this is like at the edge that can lead to, lead to the bad outcomes. Does intent matter? No. Okay. No, no, no. Intention is not required. We start to think about how think how people behave. So, so um, you you see me in my suit, and you're we're walking, you know, past each other on the street, and it's a kind hello. You see me. That was my... like a hey. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. You don't get a hello. You get a hey. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> we're gonna turn off the camera, Mister Handsome. <laughs> oh, Woo! Oh, oh, oh. Get a little. Well, sweaty over here. No, but if, but if you see me in my hoodie walking down the street, or or better yet, my comfy, which is, which is <laughs> the blanket you can wear as a hoodie. Um, but I but I've got that on, and maybe I have my 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 studio headphones on because I'm listening to John Legend or or Leslie Odom Jr., which actually the musicality of these artists are so good. Like I want to have the rich experience. I have these big full headphones on. And maybe you feel a little less comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you feel a little less like it's me and more like it's some guy I don't know. And so, and so clutch a purse, cross the street. Uh, these, these are some like eyes on me the whole time as we pass. Like I shouldn't have done that away from the microphone, but like, you know, that those are, those are things that I have seen, mm-hmm. you know, depending on which uniform I'm wearing, like mm-hmm. which shell I'm wearing. And, and that's like the behavior that then becomes motivated by my appearance, mm-hmm. right? And and one of the things, if you start to kind of look at how that shows up, maybe it's because of you know what I'm wearing, but also because of my skin, and that's when we're that's when we're looking at racist behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this on one of the previous podcasts, but racist behavior is different than a racist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like yeah. the character of a yeah. person. And so I, I always like to keep it in the realm of racist behavior mm-hmm. because we will make mistakes. We will have sexist, racist, ageist behavior, thoughts, actions, jokes, but that does not define Label our you. character. Yeah, moment to moment, it can fluctuate, and you can make your decisions mm-hmm. to correct and adjust and try to acknowledge that those things exist or mm-hmm. existed. Yeah, you know, being I laughed at that thing mm-hmm. or I said that thing. Um, and then, and then moving forward in, in a different direction, you know, once you, once you acknowledge that. Yeah. Which is why it's so important to understand bias. Yeah. Because if, if bias impacts our judgments or decisions and every moment we can make a different decision, then if we pretend that the bias doesn't exist, when those things come up, we're going to justify ourselves around it. Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a racist. Yeah. It's just because you're wearing a hoodie and I don't like people in hoodies. Mm. Or whatever we tend to justify. Yeah. So this week when we had asparagus, I probably should have tried that at the <laughs> dinner should've. table. You should have. Everybody was like, "It's so good," and I was like, "Ooh, asparagus." Now I'm glad not you did because it went so fast. <laughs> it was so good. I made yeah. really good. That's asparagus. on my like outlier list of green you've, foods. You've had it before. I have. I've had it a couple and of you times, like it. and I really like it. But then. There's one time where I'll have it and I don't like it so much. And then I'm like, oh, it's back on the no list. Like, that easy. But it, but it's interesting. That's, that's exactly right. So that, that yeah. is a bias. And like 
every new piece of green food has to make its way past that first exactly before it can be enjoyed by you mm-hmm. and that's 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 a beautiful example yeah beautiful so sorry asparagus you're on my no list again <laughs> <laughs> or Ooh, i'll try it or next you can time. sign with your left hand with the asparagus oh <laughs> Right, I need to like have make sure all three kids have given the stamp of approval, and then then I'll try. Or, <laughs> or maybe you can eat it first, and you can guide the children and say, "Oh, this is very <laughs> That's good." That's a novel idea. That would never happen. Uh, so, so what? What are the other biases that that we want to talk about? Is it's called Fay. Yeah. And so I, I so call, I hear you say it mm-hmm. all the time, and like in the early days of the business, I would transcribe your notes for you, and I'd be like. Fay, like, can I read your handwriting? What is Fay? Yeah, so Fay, and I call it Fay because it stands for fundamental attribution error, uh, which is like it's just a mouthful of psychology babble. Uh, but but really, it's this idea that um, if you're making a mistake and I witness you making a mistake, I will assign the mistake to you and your character. There's something wrong with you that has this mistake. I, I remember this part of the book because. Um, <laughs> It resonated, I'll oh, say. Oh, did it? Oh, it oh, did. did. It resonated. Because, because you see other people doing this so often. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would never do this. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely remember this part of the book where after all that time of not knowing what the heck Faye was and hearing you talk about it and seeing it in the notes and everything, and then I read the book and it was like, ugh. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> it's all, To be clear, it's all of us, but it's Jamie. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, I do something mm-hmm. and I totally give myself the excuse the as to why it was okay uh-huh. for me to do that. Yeah. And then you do the exact same mm-hmm. thing and I say, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? No, no, not what's wrong with me. You know what's wrong with me <laughs> and you tell me what you think is wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. Right? I do. And it, that's, and it's not just, <laughs> just to be clear. Like this is what, this is a, it's a, a fundamental thing we do. Because like we have a, a, a bias, a purpose to protect ourselves. And so if something happens to us, we blame the external environment. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that same desire for other people. It almost seems like empathy, like a lack of empathy. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it 100% is. Ouch. 100% is. But yeah, like just... I can hammer through my to-do list and get my day completely done or whatever else and then also at the end of the day have two or three things that were really high on the priority list that I don't get done and I'm like yeah but look at all that other stuff that I got done mm-hmm. so it's fine it's fine and you know the kids had this hiccup in class and blah 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 and then at the end of the day when you go through or I look at you know what you did or didn't get do, done and I'm trying to figure out how you didn't do <laughs> the three the things. three really important things it's like, what's wrong with you? You must have been on YouTube watching videos. You must have gotten distracted in a rabbit hole on some other side project. Like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, gosh. Yeah. Well, and so, so <laughs> there, was, there was research that was – I love that you said that because there was research that was done uh, that said if you ask a man, they said that they do 50% or more of the housework. Ugh. And <laughs> – but like ninety percent of their partners disagree. Yeah, I would and disagree. Right, but that's that's the thing. I I wouldn't say I do fifty percent because I I we've had this discussion before. <laughs> but, Cutting boards. But 
but but check out episode two if you want to know what that's about. Yeah. Uh, but but the the idea that we we believe we have a, a a bigger role in getting things done, and so it's like if you walk in, like I'm sitting here, like really proud, like look at all these things that I've done, and all you focus on are the three that aren't done. Yeah. What's wrong with you? And then you're like, look at all that I've done. And all I can see is like, yeah, but this isn't done. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that's like, but we have this like this ability to see each other's faults mm-hmm. and then kind of like brush over, brush our, over own. our own or justify or explain away our own. Yeah, totally. Just be like, oh, my faults don't exist. Only yours <laughs> Only do. Yours do. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Yeah. But it's, but it's, I mean, that's, that's natural. That yeah. is, that is natural human behavior because it's, I mean, when you think about this idea, it's this fun, it's, it's fundamental. It's, mm-hmm. it's how we operate and, and the, the way it can be destructive in like connection or relationship is, is really, really profound. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about like all of our arguments across 16 years of knowing each other, um, usually come down to some, some sort of you thinking that I'm a jerk, like I did this to you. I did this intentionally to hurt you or to annoy you or I did this. And so like the the character flaw is that I'm lazy or I'm a jerk or yeah. or whatever. But really there's some other explanation. But the fundamental attribution error plays in and it's like, oh, here here's why because you're this. So what's your uh, story you tell about me? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Well, we've laid all of my skeletons <laughs> out. Nice try, bro. No, no, no. No, no. So so the story that I end up telling is you are overly dramatic. Mm. Like that's what's wrong with you. You're, just, <laughs> you're too dramatic. You you took it too far. You uh, what, what do I, I always say? Um, uh, uh, it, this, this shouldn't matter this much. Like You shouldn't be this upset about that. Any Shit's Creek fans out there, I did a quiz uh, last week and I was Moira. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wanted like, David. Can, can you talk like Moira? I can't. I wish I could. I love that way she mispronounces everything she says and her dramatics or whatever. No, I can't. I wish I could. My impersonations are terrible. I know. So that's I don't even want to try. Why, no. You, didn't you make me do the Minnesotan accent? Yeah, but you're actually relatively okay at impersonations. I'm horrible. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know. No, not doing it. Just know I'm Moira. Uh, yes. No, all right. All right. No, but it's it's. And it, you kind of have the eyebrows of. Uh, oh, I'm I I could, I could definitely be Johnny. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh my God, we're so distracted. I'm or sorry. Is that the eyebrows of Johnny or David? Their father son. I so know, there you go. So, but they're completely different characters. <laughs> uh, let's see. You're Johnny. You're not David. <laughs> I'm not cool enough to be David. No, he was like sexiest man of the year for quarantine. I staff, know. So yes. Wait. You could be, you could be in there, I guess. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool enough to. He be did there. baking, and um, I, you know, he had style for taking out his recycle bin. These are all things that I don't. I think you got to work on in your COVID style. Oh, okay, I see. So I got, I got. You bake? cook a mean steak, but you oh, didn't do any sourdough loaves, yeah, which was all the craze of I COVID. I can't so do sourdough. You don't even like sourdough, so I, I get it. <laughs> but you cook a mean fillet. I do. Oh <laughs> man, we got a cast iron skillet, and I learned how to do fillets. Oh, Man, they're, so they're pretty good. good. Like, again, so distracted from the point of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording today in the morning, yeah, like early, <laughs> and apparently we're way less focused in the morning. <laughs> 
I kind of like the morning. Yeah. Now. It's fun. It's oh. bright outside. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So, so I, I tend to be someone who's late. Mm. I show up late to meetings. I, not, not all the time, but a lot of time. Yeah. More, more, I would say more than the average And if person. I'm running late. I get to blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is fine, which is fine. Um, and so there's there's this example that I have. This is from from my personal experience. Like this is back when I was working for the Core Institute. So my office was, you know, a good three minute walk from the main conference room where we'd have most of our conference room meetings, um, or or another one which we go to when we're in the HR team. Maybe about you know five minutes walk, right? And so, like, my alarm would go off. Okay, the meeting starts in 15 minutes. Okay, let's snooze that. I don't, I don't need 15 minutes to get there. Because why on earth would I get there early? early. <laughs> and so, Unheard of. And so, and so, like, I snooze it, and then it goes off at 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, cool, still got plenty of time. And then I accidentally dismiss it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And so, like, the, I realize, because, like, my internal clock apparently is is only right twice a day. And so, <laughs> and so I like realize it. And so like I grab my stuff and I sprint to the meeting and I, like, I'm like, huff, like in a huff. And then like I stop like just outside like the little window and I like calm myself. And like I stroll into the meeting like a minute, cool. a minute late, like oh, cool. on time for me. And like, I'm just sitting down. And I got all these justifications. If someone asks, like, oh, well, it was the elevator. Oh, it was the, oh, there's a traffic jam. Oh, I got stuck talking to so-and-so. They asked me a question. But it has to be someone, like, important. Yeah. That they're like, oh, I was talking to... <laughs> I wasn't talking to anybody. Right? And then, like, I sit down and I, I, I catch up and I start taking notes. And then, like, Bob walks in, like, five minutes later. And he's, like, all disheveled. He's like... <laughs> and you could tell he was running because he didn't take the 30 seconds to, like, stop and catch his breath. And I'm like, oh, look at that guy. <laughs> late oh what a man like this guy is such right and so like I, I i i judge him so there's something wrong with this guy when i just exhibited the exact same behavior mm-hmm. and it's like why do i do that yeah right that's what we do is like we we judge we judge other people harshly and it's not like i'm not giving him the the story he must have been in a meeting he must have been stuck in the elevator no i say he's lazy yeah. he's dis- disorganized he's and honestly, I kind of project all these things that I don't you want to yourself, feel. Yourself, yeah. Right onto him, but that's that's what we do a lot of times, and and the impact of that is really really treacherous. Yeah, when when we're talking about this, the other one that I think of um, is we talked about it in book club I think last week with um, Michelle. Mm-hmm. She was talking about she was driving down the road and she wasn't exactly paying attention, and she was I don't remember what she was doing. I don't I don't think she was talking on speakerphone, but she was doing something. Um, I believe it was one of the kids in the car, and she was talking. That's what it was. She was talking to her kids in the back, and she wasn't exactly you know paying full attention to the road necessarily. And she gets to a stoplight, and the car comes up next to her, and she's honking and you know yelling and whatever else, and she rolls down the window and he's like. Like, you really cut me off back there. Like, that was super scary. Like, we almost, you know, crashed. Like, that was really serious. Like, what are you doing? Like, you got to be more careful. And Michelle was completely oblivious. And when the lady first pulled up, the story Michelle told was like, dude, this lady's crazy. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, rolled the windows, locked the doors. Like, oh, what's going on? Like, oh, my gosh, this person's so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, because the lady was, you know, cutting over to get next to her so that she could talk to her at the stoplight. And when Michelle saw the way the other driver was reacting, it was like, there's something wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And then the story comes out and the lady's like, you know, you almost ran me off the road. And she's like, I had no idea. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And there's so many times when we're driving mm-hmm. where 
they don't use their turn signal. And it's like, oh, hello, you know, common courtesy. Ah, <laughs> uh, like you're so slighted or, you know, there are those those terror fear moments mm-hmm. of somebody doing, you know, whatever they're going to mistake they're going to make in your presence and you judge them so harshly or somebody talking on the phone, you know, mm-hmm. and all, all the all the things that people do that, you know, make it unsafe for you and you judge so harshly and then there's the few times where you mm-hmm. maybe need to break a rule mm-hmm. and you make those same decisions. Right. And it's like, oh, well, you know, my dad's in the hospital. I have to get to the hospital. I, I'm i just, you know, whatever. Or I, I had a really important phone call. Like, I couldn't miss this phone call. Like, it was so important. Mm-hmm. And you're talking on your phone and you maybe make a mistake. And mm-hmm. all those things that happen. Um, and one of the things that I don't know if it came from the book or where it came from, but you've you've told us like um, I remember I'll, I'll never forget like we were driving down the freeway and there was a guy a girl FaceTiming or like mm-hmm. video chatting on her steering wheel mm-hmm. at night like driving down the road and we were like what the heck and like we both were you know mm-hmm. feeling super unsafe and like. You know, she's literally holding a video chat, like, on her steering wheel. It was really, really unsafe. The bright screen, you know, contrasted with the dark road. Like, you know, it was all, everything about it made it super unsafe. And then the kids started getting all worked up, like, oh, my gosh, how could she do that? That's so unsafe. And totally repeating, you know, parroting, we saying, yeah. parroting back everything we said. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't. You tell them, kids. And then all of a sudden you go, you know what? Maybe her husband's deployed and this is the only time that they could talk. And... She was going super slow. I remember like that was the other reason that it caught our attention was she was going super slow in the slow lane. And it was like, oh, yeah, maybe her husband's deployed and maybe they haven't gotten to talk for a while. And maybe it was a really, really important phone call. And then it's like, could I see myself answering that video call while driving down the freeway? Possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I might make that same decision. And, like, that's the thing is, like, you don't know the circumstances for other people. Right. And you assume the worst or you label them and give them all these horrible character traits Mm -hmm. that make them this actual bad thing. The villain. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's you, it's like, oh, I was running late or, oh, you know, I didn't see you there. You know, oh, my kids were talking to me in the backseat. Yeah. Whatever the the things are that yeah. for you make it okay, and you're not a bad person, or mm-hmm. you know you're not malicious or the villain in your own stories, but in all the stories that you tell around you, you assign actual negative character traits, mm-hmm. and that's hard. Yeah, and the, and the thing like I I remember mm-hmm. as we were doing that, just the thing that kind of felt weird was like, yeah, but probably not. I know. Right? I know. We, we, <laughs> want, we want to jump so quickly back into. Yeah, but you like yeah, but mm-hmm. um, and so and so what we can do, kind of get into practice, is can like when we feel that kind of internal pushback. Yeah, but she should build, she should have pulled over, and it's like, have you ever been so excited that you didn't know what to do? Yeah, and you just like just let me just keep walking forward and like get this thing going, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like there there is a way to to give her grace and give her a story, a circumstance, like you said, that makes that behavior maybe not right, Mm -hmm. but maybe not wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Just because we can't know. Like, we're not going to be able to, like, ask her, like, well, what was that call? You know, like, we're not going to be able to actually fully understand the whole detail of the story. Yeah. And so all we can do is just tell 
our story about mm-hmm. it. And we can either choose a story that makes her the villain or we can choose a story that makes her a human. Yeah. And and that is our choice. Mm-hmm. But just know that we're predisposed to make her a, a villain. Like yeah. That's our, our predisposition. And as as horrible as I am <laughs> at... Why at, do you say that? No, no, at, at giving that grace oh, to other okay, people. Okay. Like my... It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like uh, oh, last... No, that was this week. Um, our tile guy was running late in the morning. Mm. And both of us really like this guy. And he's the same tile guy that's been here for like two, three weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he was started running late, like he's always early. Like, and he sits out in front of the house and waits until the exact time that he's supposed to come in. Like, he's so respectful about time and everything. And he wears his mask yeah. perfectly <laughs> every single time. We've yeah. never had to ask him to pull it never over once. his nose, yeah. which is wonderful. And so the thing was, though, is he ran late one day this week. And he, I, I believe he went to get some supplies is why he was late. Mm-hmm. But we felt genuine concern mm-hmm. for... Alfonso like mm-hmm. we were we were genuinely concerned for him mm-hmm. and so many times with bosses and other people when somebody is running late mm-hmm. even if it's something that is natural to <laughs> to their being when they're running late we turn to judgment and you know all those those character traits you know that will ding them on their their uh, review you know and whatever else and do you ever ask why? Why is it that you're usually running late? You know, mm-hmm. like you, do you ever try to understand? Um, and I know that like there's a hundred Hollywood movies that touch on this. Of you know, the kid shows up late and it's like, oh well, you know, their parents were working a double shift and they had to get their siblings to school and you mm-hmm. know they have this whole other life that they lived in order to contribute to them being late. And yeah. obviously that's not always the situation. Right. But um, one of my concerns. Um, and I think that this is just like parenting 101, like Faye is the definition of Faye is having kids <laughs> because all our kids do is mommy, so-and-so hit me. Oh, okay. Why'd you hit him? They hit me first. Why did you, <laughs> why did you come and tattle about someone hitting if you just did it? Well, I did it because of this, but they did it because of that. And like it, it happens a hundred times a day, especially with three kids, uh-huh. of the holier than thou. Is that like a? It's just like yeah. I mean, it's essentially the, it's essentially the same thing. But but also, uh, I mean, even just thinking about like when you, you so we're very very good about asking them to talk through what happened, and we know that we've got to ask like ten questions to get to the truth because like ask. Okay, so why that? Yeah, a little more. Okay, so why that? A little more. Why that? It's like, why don't you just give more. you the whole thing at the beginning? I know. But it's almost always like the story that they tell is, so So what did you do? Well, da, 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 well he did it. It's like, no, no. What did you do? Well, he did it. What did you do? Well, he, and it's like, we keep like, it's always like, mm-hmm. here's what's wrong with my brother. The other person. Or my sister. And, and I'm not going to. I mean, I'm not going to own up to anything. I'm fine. I did. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> but it's like, we slowly get to that and they're like. Okay, here's what happened, and that's that's exactly it's that it's that, that attribution of of that. It's, but I feel like maybe maybe this is a good like conversation point. Like, are the kids because it's really innate in our kids? So mm-hmm. are they totally picking up on it from our examples of the way that we do it, or is it so fundamental that like even as kids without any 
like influence, they would still probably do this exact same thing. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say without any influence, but I think that with the influence we have in the house is natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's because there are, there, we have, we've kind of, we're defining rights and wrongs mm-hmm. and we're defining good and bad. And we're defining like, if you're wrong, then there's punishments. And when there's punishments, then, then the, the, the kids want to avoid that punishment. And mm-hmm. so they want to protect self. And when you try to protect self, that's when those things happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if there's two people who've done something wrong, like I'm going to point out what you did wrong. So, so there's less less pain on myself Hmm. and and so i think i think it is i think it is natural uh but i think that you know if we like didn't parent at all there's no consequence no no communication at all like i don't think that's just that would just happen but instinctively i I don't know but Hmm. um but it is interesting you know you, you talked about um uh uh bosses i just want to tell just an example so so scott uh scott grondon um, but what my first like real boss, yeah. um, uh, he, he, he started the kettle corn at the Phoenix zoo. Like he's that guy, like he's pretty much a celebrity. Um, and I, I started with him, started popping kettle corn. Eventually he kind of brought me up to become a manager, my very first manager job. And I remember I was kind of going to my, one of my first days being a, a kind of shadowing him and someone called him on his cell phone and his little Nextel cell phone, like, you know, and uh, said, you know, hey, I'm running late. And he's like, hey, are you okay? And that was his, his immediate response was, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And, and the, I think it was a young, uh, high school or college girl who was kind of coming up and she was like so taken aback by that. And so she got there and he talked to her. He's like, hey, it's fine. It's fine. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're safe. Here's where you're going to be working today. And like, let her go. And I was like, dude, you're supposed to like, I remember that manager's supposed <laughs> to like read her the riot act and you're supposed to like punish her and make her feel bad so it never happens again. And I'm like, why didn't you do that? And he's like, well, if I do that, then she's going to have a really terrible shift. Like she's going to be upset the whole time. And when I was on the phone with her, like she's already worried. She's already beating herself up for being late. Mm. And so I would rather her drive safe. I would rather her know that I care about her. And so I'm going to assume first that something in her external environment has caused this. Mm. I'm going to ask her if she's safe. God, what and a good human. <laughs> he's, he's the best. He's the best. God. You know, and, and it's a, a, a concept that uh, another mentor of mine, Randy, he said he calls presumed benevolence. Mm. And so you just you try to practice presuming that there's good in the other person. Yeah. Presume there's good and then operate from there. Like, what if that were your bias? Mm. What if the what if your bias was that everyone you interact with was inherently good, and then you interact with them from that? Like that's that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean for the most part. But when things go sideways, I'm serious. We don't. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's truly the definition of being a good human, right there. Right. Like that's that's pretty good stuff. It is. Yeah. Um. I think. Uh. I think we're getting way on long on on time here um but i did just want to say real quick about you know thanksgiving and mm-hmm. um everybody just just you know trying to figure out what what thanksgiving looks like for their family yeah. um what what's safe for them um what feels right what you know fills checks checks the boxes that you need checked at at any given time um you know and we've we've talked about the fact that you know, when we came back from our break that it was heavy for a while there and, you know, we were struggling and some of, some of the things that also were, was going on during that time is, 
just seeing the numbers in COVID cases rising and, you know, all the news and the reports. And I think now we're up to like a death every minute. Um, I think we've we've surpassed one death every minute um, in the United States. So just just keeping a pulse on some of that and then reading some of the stories of these, you know, families, these these heartbreaking stories of families that have been hit really, really hard. And I know we have a, a, one of your old old co-workers and friends who he zoo. and his um his partner passed away and their their kids are orphaned now um both from covid and you know when you hear these stories like it it hurts like mm-hmm. and it it makes it so real like was it like is it is it worth it like can we just delay another year like can we just you know forego a couple of months of, of getting together, you know, and it's like you see the stories in the news where it's like, you know, 14 members or 17 members in one family, you know, from a, a family get together. Um, and it, it's like, it's so hard to be like, God, like that, that hurts my heart. Like, why didn't somebody stop it? Like, why didn't somebody say like, you know, we shouldn't be getting together right now or whatever else. And then simultaneously, you know, in the back of my head, the struggles that I was going through, some of the struggles that I was going through was trying to figure out, you know, safe ways for us to see our friends for Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, safe ways to see some other people that are, you know, outside of our bubble that in our family that we really, really want to see that we miss, Your you know. Tradition. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's like trying to find safe ways. Like, well, if we do it in the backyard. Well, like, you know, if each person brings their own food or drink or whatever. Okay, well, even if we wear masks, like, and like, I'm sitting there doing these mental gymnastics, trying to figure out safe ways for us to see some friends and some family and we didn't do any of those plans and we didn't do anything but i assumed when i read all those news stories that though i didn't give them that same grace that they they took precautions i didn't assume that um you know their meal was eaten outside Mm because it it easily could have been um you know and i didn't assume any of the gymnastics that i went through in Mm -hmm. deeming my gatherings as safe or you know uh, acceptable, socially acceptable, you know, given, given everything that's going on with COVID and everything. Um, and there's, there's, there's Faye in there. Like there is Faye. And like, I felt the weight of that and I could feel how, how easy it was to judge these other gatherings as, you know, careless or reckless or, you know, um, sometimes, you know, ignorant, like how did nobody, you know, stop it? Like nobody, somebody should have said something. Right. Um, and those are all character judgments, yeah, yeah. Character judgments upon these, you know, these people yeah. that are suffering horribly, right. and yet, you know, I, I still like it was, it was hard. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm, I'm trying You're... to myself figure out how it can be safe, and it can mm-hmm. be this, and it can be that. Um, you know, I'm conscientious, and I'm, I keep a tight bubble and all this stuff to make me feel like mm-hmm. it makes it okay yeah. for us to be able to try and see some friends or something, which. Again, like it didn't happen. And then the letdown from that of realizing and acknowledging like, uh, yuck, that's, it's hard. That's, I think a really brave thing to say. I think, um, a lot of times when we're, you know, talking about fundamental attribution error, like we talk about things that are well in the past or things that are kind of distant or kind of conceptual. Um, that was actually pretty Moira, like conceptual. (laughs) about things that are kind of you know conceptual and um you know talking about something that is so real and raw and 
you know, I think that especially with with Thanksgiving, because, you know, our families are very get together oriented. Like I remember I, I remember we were dating for a month. Uh, I think maybe a month and a half. And I met your entire family. Mm hmm. And, oh, yeah. and like there was a, a family dinner for a birthday party for your mom's birthday. And we got together at your sister's house and I met everybody, everybody. all the cousins. I met everybody. and It was wonderful. I was like, this is just like my family and we get together. And I, you know, I moved, you know, 2000 miles away from my family. And so it was so wonderful. And so family get togethers is, is, is very important for us. Mm -hmm. And like not having that at a big holiday, it's like. Oh, it just it just kind of it rings the the trueness of this pandemic, yeah. and it's, which is just hard. It's uncomfortable, and I think you know talking about the the the, the judgment mm -hmm. and talking about the pain and the hurt, I think is really important. And yeah. and just just so you know, I think a lot of people are doing that as well. Like I I do it too, and and I assume that many other people are doing that too. And you know whatever we ourselves deem is acceptable okay like what we have judged is okay is usually it, it goes within our own bubble mm -hmm. and then anyone who's operating outside of that bubble is either too strict or too loose and like like we it's like this is the right thing and anything outside of that is the wrong thing mm -hmm. um and so like i think the the real lesson is like let's just Give each other some grace. Like give ourselves some grace and give each other some grace. What was the phrase? Grace. Benevolence. Uh, Presumed benevolence. Presumed benevolence. Yeah. 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 Just know that we're all doing the best we can with what we have to work with. Mm -hmm. And and we all have different things to work with at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just assume, assume, presume benevolence. Yeah. Maybe that's that's the, the way forward during this really difficult holiday season. Mm-hmm. So. Mm -hmm. We're way over on time. We're but... way over on time. It's really good, really good, really good. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm grateful personally to get that off my chest. Woo! <laughs> God, that's that's it's deep stuff to talk about, but um, it's 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 my truth. It's mm -hmm. it's what I've been struggling through yeah. in my own way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will try to presume benevolence. Yes, and I'm grateful for you. I... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm grateful for that. No, I'm grateful. I am I am grateful for this podcast. Um because it has given us this really interesting way to talk about real things. And honestly, you know, we talk a lot. Well, you talk a lot. I talk a lot. <laughs> but we, we we talk a lot in our relationship in our world and this has actually given us a way to talk even more yeah. about some harder and deeper things, mm -hmm. uh which I think is really cool. So I'm I'm really grateful for it and, you know, We've, we've made it into the double digits of episodes. This is episode 11. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, we are we are on, if you are a podcaster, we're on uh, Spotify and Apple and Google and um, last, no, Stitcher and like a yeah. whole bunch of, a whole bunch of podcasts. Um, so feel free to subscribe there. Uh, rate us if you can. Uh, also, if, you, if there's topics that you want to talk about or struggles that you've been having, um, we've got a couple in last week that we'll address next week. Um, uh, about you know what's going on in your world and your life and your family you want us to talk about those sorts of things uh we're happy to do so uh if you want to follow along with us in the book you can grab the cure for stupidity uh um uh, on amazon uh the cure for stupidity.com 
Um, and you can learn more about that. We're kind of following along the book here. We're in chapter, what, three now, I think? I think, mm -hmm. yeah, chapter three-ish. Um, but anyway, have a f happy, fantastic Thanksgiving. Uh, find the goodness where you can find goodness. If you're if you're doing Thanksgiving smaller this year, enjoy enjoy smaller and enjoy fewer dishes. I don't know. Find, <laughs> find some silver lining. And more leftovers. More leftovers. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, find some joy and and you know enjoy enjoy what we have, and then we'll we'll have we'll be back next year for a bigger, better Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye.